put them together for Jesus tonight. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Praise God. How many of you believe that he'll stand right by your side when the world comes tumbling in? <laughs> praise God. Praise God. Boy, I'm glad God's God. <laughs> We're just earthen vessels. We depend on him. And amen. And you know what? He's depending on his church. He's depending on his body. Praise God. Galatians 5 and 1. Galatians 5 and 1. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I'm telling you, it's, it's, I believe that this generation, possibly even in this year, the 22, as we observe some things and watch some things unfold, we make up in our minds and hearts and spirits of where we're going to stand and who's going to stand with us. <laughs> Praise God. Galatians 5 and 1. Stand fast, therefore. Boy, I'm glad I got somebody to stand with me. How about you? I'm glad I got one that's already got the t-shirts of every temptation. The t-shirt of every devil. Every demonical force. Every spiritual battle. Every physical battle. He's already conquered even death. Amen. And this is the one that's going to stand by us. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. I'm glad I'm in liberty tonight. How about you? I'm glad, amen, the, the word put it in another place like this where the Spirit of the Lord there is liberty that's the reason I don't believe that Holy Ghost filled people ought to be bound Holy Ghost filled people ought not be shackled it really doesn't matter what's going on around us and the circumstances and the external things they just something about the Holy Ghost and our walk with God and relationship with Him it just can't take that praise away Hallelujah. It can't, it can't overpower that. It doesn't matter how sick we are. It doesn't matter how kind of financial struggles we're in. Amen. We're still just going to stand. Amen. In this end time. We're going to stand for Jesus Christ. Stand for this, this, this truth. We're going to stand in the liberty. Amen. That he's, he's purchased and bought for us. I refuse in 22 to go back into any kind of bondage. No, I'm going to stand, amen, in this liberty. God, we love you tonight and appreciate you, and we're so thankful for your people. Such a great people that has gathered here tonight to hear the word of God, to be in your presence and come to worship you. We're so thankful, God, for the instrument players, the singers, the saints of God, and all that's being come and be a part of this service here tonight. We pray for those that are not able to be here, God, for one reason or another, but your hand, your voice, and your spirit would reach out to them even as we pray tonight. As the word of God goes forth, they would find its place into every soul and every life. 
We pray for your anointing. We pray that you'd minister. And we pray that you'd help us. You'd help us to be focused. You'd help us to be connected. you help us, God. Help us on this Wednesday night to let the goodness and the mercy and the power of God move upon this place and upon this service. And there would be a change in somebody's heart tonight. There'd be a mind made up in this place tonight. There'd be a, a, a spirit to be made up in this place tonight. Amen. That we're going to stand fast in the liberty of our God. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord bless you. You may be seated. No doubt tonight God's been good to us. Ben Dale. He's been good to America. He's been good to this world. God's faithfulness and Ten Commandments of creation. And then the Ten Commandments that was given to Moses. Amen. Laws and instructions and guidance always dealing with humanity to redeem and reconcile. Even in his beginning of creation. And when he put Adam and Eve, the first creation that he formed out of the earth. And wanted to come up with the idea it wasn't good for man to be alone and Created him a suitable helpmate through Eve. And, and even though in that garden as ideal a place it was. And he would come, amen, and visit them. Talk with them. Have fellowship with them. And we know the story how serpent found his way. And the old devil found his way. Old Lucifer found his way into that garden. And found his way, amen, to, to communicate with Eve. And persuade her that, man, the tree, amen, of good and evil was a direction and a way to go. Amen. To attain possibly, if you look, read it closely, and I've heard other ministers talk about it, and that he painted a picture that as, as though God may have been trying to keep something from them. Hallelujah. Hide something from them. Said, you'll become gods like us. Hallelujah. If you'll just partake of this fruit. But really, amen, that tree, amen, it had both a good and evil. We focus more on the evil than the good. But God knew even before that ever transpired what was going to take place. We know by the scriptures that uh, even before the foundations of the earth of the world that Jesus Christ was in the mind or the plan of God. He knew, amen, amen, 4,000 years later that they would be one that he would manifest himself in. As he told Abraham and Abraham told Isaac on going up the side of Mount Moriah, God would provide himself a sacrifice. And so we the, the battle against sin, the battle, amen, amen, to, to, to be who God has called us upon this earth. It's always been here. It didn't, we're not sure how long Adam and Eve was in the garden. We're not sure just how long, amen, before all this transpired and took place. But we know, amen, that the, the old Lucifer himself, amen, which is called morning of light or the definition of Lucifer is called morning of light, amen, his war against humanity, war against man, hallelujah, because he he understands and he realizes that man, those that's redeemed, those that's atoned, those that builds a fellowship and walks in the discipleship of Jesus Christ, amen, hallelujah, is going to take his place in the eternals. Amen. We're going to be the ones that's going to sing that new song. We're going to be the ones, amen, that's going to habitate that new city. We're going to be the ones, amen, that's going to fill up, hallelujah, that new heaven and new earth. And Lucifer, amen, oh Satan himself, hallelujah, no, won't only be bound a thousand years but the scriptures made it plain to us that his destination is a lake of fire
there and he's going to be in that lake of fire throughout eons and eternity and really our minds can't wrap around that because we live in such a time zone we live in such a schedule day in and day out our plans hallelujah we got it on our phones we got it in plan books and we got to be certain places at certain times and so we're bound by all of that so a lot of times it's hard for us to understand what's going on and what's happening but I want to preach to you just a little while tonight with the help of the Lord amen stand fast Amen. Stand fast in the New Testament's mentioned just in about three or four different places and different areas, and we're going to address them with the Lord's help here tonight. But I'm telling you, God's looking for a church that's willing to stand fast. Amen. Sure. Firm. Fast, actually, if you look it up in a definition, it was likens it unto a term as though a prisoner that's been held fast in chains and fetters. We, we read and we know that the apostle Peter, a man was carried down into the dungeon and they with the quadrants, a man, the soldiers around him and he was fastened both hands and feet, a man, to the soldiers with the intent of making sure that he wouldn't get out of prison. But to just give us a demonstration of how awesome God is and when God gets ready to deliver his people and set them free, a man, you can tie, the devil can tie us down, man can try to tie us down, governments can try to tie us down, death can try to tie us down, but I'm here to tell you we got one living on the inside of us hallelujah and so with the understanding and revelation of who he is and as we got a taste of it Sunday night of the royalty and access of the royalty and high priest and kingship hallelujah that even the greatest enemy that man's ever known called death hallelujah our king amen has already conquered that death and really amen when you study out the apostles and the martyrs of Jesus Christ hallelujah those that were sold out those that knew where their maker was at and their fellowship and walk with God. Hallelujah. They didn't hesitate, amen, to give their lives. In fact, amen, history says they run and gave their lives. They didn't, they didn't hesitate one bit, amen. They was more than willing. Hallelujah. Even fact, one place Paul struggled with it. He didn't know if he wanted to stay, amen, and help the church or go on and be with Christ. But there's no telling how much money that mankind spends on resources. And abilities to live in our world today. Through medication, and I'm not preaching against that, I'm just telling you the mindset, the heartbeat. We all want to live forever. We all want to, amen, good, have good, healthy lives. But, uh, but on the other hand, we all know that where the real life's going to be is in the life to come. Tonight, that you and I, through the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we only got the earnest, the down payment. Amen. Just, just, a, just a little dab. Of, amen. In these orphan vessels. Hallelujah. Amen. Of what we're really going to experience. Amen. On that other side. But let me for just a few moments tonight. To help us to understand. To stand fast. And I understand the place where I pulled this focus verse tonight. The stand fast that Paul was talking about here. Was more against the doctrines of the law. And the doctrines against Judaism and man of the effect that he was having upon the Galatian believers. After being baptized in Jesus' name, after being filled with the Holy Ghost, when you go back into the, especially that fourth chapter, he begins to talk about how that they made him afraid because they was going back and picking up some, some Judaism's practices and doctrines and, and governments. They was going back to keep certain days and certain moons and, and feasts and things of that nature. Amen. Back under the law like Christ. 
Christ was to no avail in Christ. Amen. Through the grace of Christ and through the power of the Spirit that they would found the greatest liberty that man had ever known. Hallelujah. That that they couldn't find. Amen. By the law and keeping of the law. Romans makes that clear and we'll talk about that toward the end here tonight. Amen. But I'm glad there is a part of a government. Amen. It's inside of me tonight. Hallelujah. It gives us the power and the ability to overcome the government and the law of sin. Hallelujah. You see, you're going to serve somebody. You're going to yield to somebody in 22. Amen. You're either going to make a stand. Hallelujah. Or you're going to bow. And you're going to submit. And you're going to yield. Hallelujah. But I'm here to tell you, and it came to you tonight. I believe the first Jesus named Church of Bendale. Hallelujah. It's got our mind made up that we want to stand for righteousness and godliness and holiness. And not just on the inside, but not just on the outside either. We want the right balance. Amen. Inside and out. We're not ashamed, amen. We don't look at it as a rules and regulations. <laughs> we don't look at it as like it's bondage. We don't look at it, amen, at it like it's, you know, well, it's a struggle, a difficult, amen, to discipline ourselves both inwardly and outwardly. <laughs> we count it an honor and a privilege, amen, to have such a call upon our lives. We count it such a privilege, amen, to be introduced to such a kingdom and such an experience as Pentecost. There's people looking for one experience and they're looking for one, one uh, experience or another. They go to all kind of heights and spend all kind of money. They go to all kind of places all across the United States and other places looking for experience. When the greatest experience anybody ought to have is at the house of God. Hallelujah. It's a house where we come and worship this mighty God. It's a place that we come together even on a Wednesday night like this. It'll top every vacation. It'll top every hunting experience. It'll top every vision trip. It'll top every shopping trip. It'll top, amen. I don't care who was president. Who else you've been involved with? I don't care if you best met, met, met Mr. President or anybody else in the, the greatest athletes or whoever. They ain't none of them. Amen. They're gonna top the rock. Amen. The King of Kings and the Rock. The Rock. Hallelujah. That that's a sure foundation. That don't have to worry about. It's not gonna waver. It's not gonna fall out from under you, honey. I'm telling you, we got all of something tonight, Amen. It's just a little end of it, but I'm telling you, it's got a big ending. Hallelujah. It's got a big ending to it. I'm glad to be a part of it tonight. It's a thrill in my heart. It's a thrill in my spirit. It's a thrill in my mind to know, hallelujah, I got something I can stand for. It's not built on shaking grounds and on doctrines of men. It's built on the doctrine of chief cornerstone called Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. With all that said, though, we still got an adversary. We still got a Lucifer. We still got a devil. We still got one that wants to war against us. Amen. It's set up with scheme and snares and traps. Even tonight, man, he, he can believe one thing. He's, he's doing his best to get some imps. Man, to try to, to rob you and to steal from you. If you know anything about this gospel, if you know anything about truth, if you make any turn whatsoever to come to the Lord and come to truth, the devil's going to start working. He's going to start maneuvering. But he's not the only enemy that we have to war against. But you're going to notice in Romans, if by the help of the Lord, if we get there, the so carnal man, so carnal nature, and probably a good possibility, 
we may have more trouble out of him than we actually do the devil. Amen. As far as I'm concerned, the devil's God's business. All I got to do is resist him and submit myself to God. Amen. If I do those two things, then God will take care of the devil part. Hallelujah. God will take care of the devil part. But uh, if there's ever been a time that we need to do what Proverbs has taught us in 22 or 23 and 23, and that is to buy the truth and sell it not. It's not for sale for any reason, for any, any purpose. Amen. Not this truth. Not this beautiful truth. Hallelujah. There's nothing like truth. Amen. The revelation of it, the insight of it, the power of it. Whenever, whenever, whenever precept upon precept and line upon line, that's, this is the way God works. Hallelujah. He gives a little here and a little there. And you could take all the way from Genesis to Revelation. And you can watch this unfold. Amen. This gospel and the plan of salvation and the power of God and who Jesus Christ is. And his full intent and purpose and the outcome of it all. I know we got to be careful. It's, it's, it's just man on Wednesday nights and any other time that we come we're prone and subject because of routines amen because of life and things that we have to take care of and busyness and things of that nature that we're subject and prone to amen come in on a Wednesday night and say well hallelujah with the, with the spirit and the attitude not that we mean to it's just life hallelujah but we'll come in here hallelujah just like well it's just another Wednesday night and that's true to a certain extent but on the other hand it's on a Wednesday night just like this hallelujah sister Joni Woods you can receive a healing Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Regardless of what that doctor said about deteriorating bones, I know a God, amen, can put those bones back. I know a God, amen, can put it all back, amen, and put you back in the condition. Hallelujah. He can give you a 32 year old back if he wants to. He can give you a 22 year old back if he wants to. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm serving a God tonight. Hallelujah. There's no limitations. If you don't believe him, just ask where Keith Churchill's at tonight. He's in Atlanta getting on an airplane, headed home. That's where he's at. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what kind of comes up or gets his children. When you and I begin to pray, believing, and make a stand for God, make a stand for God. Hey, I'll tell you, stay with you. But the real question is, am I gonna stand for him? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's time, amen, for even in America, Christians need to be Christians. We believe what we believe, and because we believe it, the sign shall follow. This is not just another gathering of people. This is not just another little classroom. This is not another just to soothe my little conscience. Oh no, we're here to worship the Almighty God. Eternity lies at this place. Amen. The possibility of overcoming the devil lies at this place. Possibility of any kind of affliction or disease. Hallelujah. That comes our way. Amen. Lies in this place. For this is a place that I can receive the instructions. This is a place I can receive the anointing. This is a place, amen, I can receive the touch of God and the warning from God. Hallelujah. Warning me and preparing me. Hallelujah. For the journey, the call that he's placed upon my life. Hallelujah. That I can face and walk through it with his goodness and grace and mercy. <laughs> Because he promised he'd never leave me, nor forsake us. As you watch some of these scriptures tonight. <laughs> Amen. I couldn't help but think about, we live in one of the most blessed nations and countries in the world. Our nation's under attack. 
more flow in the spiritual than what people probably realize. Back in the 1886, France gave this nation a present. Amen. It was called the Statue of Liberty. Brought it in. Brought it into that harbor. And you walk up there. She stands, amen, as a symbol and a sign of independence. She stands as a symbol and a sign to all, to all the outsiders that this is a land of the brave. But this is a land of the free also. This is a land, amen, that we said even in the, in the Pledge of Allegiance unto that banner, amen, called, amen, the flag itself, liberty and justice for all. Amen. I can't blame that we can say what we want to, but if I lived in some of them foreign countries and I was raising a family and I had some little darlings, amen, that, that there was going to be some old crooked, some old messed up somebody that was going to come and try to take them, and I knew there was an opportunity of, of another land, hallelujah, that God could provide for them, Amen. Another land, amen, that offer them far more. Hallelujah. The word I'm at. Hallelujah. I can't blame them for taking the chance. I can't blame them, amen, for getting their family on a little boat. Hallelujah. A little, a little tube or whatever. And try to make their way to the land of the free. I tell you, the world around us would really understand what lies inside these doors. Amen. Amen. In the liberty of Jesus Christ. In the liberty of the Holy Ghost. In the divine freedom I've been set free. Hallelujah. Sin started my charge any longer. Sin does not govern my life any longer. Lord, help us not to forget that. Help us not to just cast it aside and it just be a mundane thing. We've lived for God so long we forgot. Oh no. Oh no. Hallelujah. We've all been bound by one thing or another. We've all struggled one thing or another. It'd be some of us be just as loony and just as lost. Hallelujah. And out there with the rest of them if it hadn't been His mercy and grace and His compassion working. But you know what? It also took you to the revelation and understanding. This is where it's at. This is where it's going to happen at. Hallelujah. This is where I'm going to find my liberty. This is where I'm going to find my freedom. This is where I'm going to see my dreams fulfilled. And I'm not talking about just the American dream. You know how I feel about the American dream. Not necessarily against it, but, but yet on the other hand, if you read the Bible and read the American dream, that American dream almost is against the Bible, against God. Amen. To be self-independent. To be all by yourself, self-sufficient in finances and, you know, you're on top of everything. You're the man. Hallelujah. No, we're nothing but dust. Paul, Paul got it right. He said, there's no good thing in my flesh. We don't have nothing to brag about. We don't have nothing to be arrogant about. It's His grace. Amen. It's His grace and mercy. I wouldn't be here tonight, folks, if it wasn't for His grace and for His mercy. And not just now, but tomorrow and the next day. If I show up next Sunday, if I show up a week from now, two weeks from now, six months from now, it's nothing but His goodness and grace that's keeping me. I'm no match for the devil. Hallelujah. You're no match for the devil. But watch this. We're no match for sin. For thousand years we proved it hallelujah we couldn't handle sin sin amen captivated some of the greatest characters in the bible and dictated them and controlled them to take on actions amen hallelujah it blows our minds sometime hallelujah what about lot lot amen that the new testament said was still righteous but lot that was willing amen to give up sacrifice two daughters amen but I think you better get a different view of that sometime who is he trying to protect he was trying to protect the divine people 
He's trying to protect angelic hosts that come from God Almighty. I might be judged for that. I don't care. Not by God, but by people. <laughs> Hallelujah. Luke 22 and 30, 31 and 32 has taught us. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you. Other translations puts it this way, says, he's asked for you. He desires to have you, just to sift you. But what's the next verse say? But I have prayed for thee that thou faith fail not. Sometimes if you can't pray for nothing else, just pray, God, you help me that my faith, because I know you won't fail me if I just won't let my faith fail me. Hallelujah. If I just have the faith and the courage to stand. If I just have the faith and the courage, amen, to just stay with it. Hallelujah. Regardless of the feelings, regardless of the outcome, regardless of the number, regardless of what's up, regardless of what's down. I just simply have the faith, God, that you're going to see us through. I just have faith, God, hallelujah, you're going to help us endure it. I have faith, God, hallelujah, whenever you get ready, you can turn this, this situation around in one touch of your hand, in one visitation, God. In fact, hallelujah, I'm going to preach a message later on. Hallelujah, they continue to come in and knock honey don't you underestimate ladies and brothers that you're coming on every service and you're asking God don't you underestimate that I believe we just stepped up a little higher now we just write it on pages but now we stepped up a little higher because it's he that asks shall receive it well when do you quit asking you keep asking until God says no's or answers a prayer that's how you're going to be delivered from your adversary Having the determination, the passion burning inside of you. I know who can set me free. I know who can make me whole. I know who, man, who can turn my dilemma around. Not just on the outside. I don't want to look good just on the outside. Oh, God, I want to be good on the inside. You could go to Job. Man. you look at it, the Lord said unto Satan, Satan, actually in the Hebrew, actually it means to the adversary or the accuser. <laughs> you know the story about Job and we know how that God, God put a hedge around him. And God protected him and blessed. <laughs> That's comfort to me. That means he can put a hedge around me. That means I can really take to heart that what the scripture said. He wouldn't put more on me than what I can bear. And he also taught me in the word of God that in every temptation, he'd make a way of escape. And then a writer come along and taught me, he said, but don't make provision for the flesh. It's one thing being tempted by the enemy. It's another thing because of lack of obedience. And submission at lust gets a hold of us. And James talks about it. God don't tempt nobody with lust, but we're drawn away by our own lust. The only way for lust to get out of control is because of the lack of discipline. 
lack of correcting. Uh, if the Lord will help me tonight, we're going to get there in Romans 6, 7 and 8. Paul talks about the law of sin. He talks about the commandments. He talks about out of the commandments how the sin revived itself. But he goes into that 8th chapter now. But now those, hallelujah, amen, that became the disciples and followers of Jesus Christ and filled with his spirits, he said, now there is no more condemnation. I'm telling you, we don't have to serve sin. I'm telling you, sin doesn't have to govern us. We don't have to sin. I didn't say we lived a sinless life. I didn't say we were so holy and so godly as some of them think that we never make mistakes and we never drop the ball. But I'm here to tell you immediately if we make confession and lift our voices and cry out with a godly sorrow, we'll wash the blood or wash it away and renew that fellowship and companionship with God Almighty. Hallelujah. Working on our behalf and helping us overcome in this journey that we're in. I'm afraid of in our world that we're living in our day that we're living I'm afraid what's happening there's some amen instead of standing where they used to stand they've moved brother Ford doesn't mention I believe tonight but we're serving an unchanging God God hadn't changed his mind. Amen. And you know what? I believe he'll stand with us. I won't go through all the scriptures I had here tonight. But Zechariah 3 and 1 talks about in the vision that was gave unto him. How that he saw Joshua the high priest standing in the angel of the Lord. But standing beside him was Satan himself. Accuser of the brother. Uh, the devil's looking at any opportunity. Satan's looking at any opportunity that he can be your accuser. That he can tear you down. That he can rob from you. It carry you to Judges, the second chapter. And here as we look at it, the angel of the Lord that visits the, the Israelites, amen. And, and, and when he visits them, you're going to see, he said, he, make, he called him, and he said, he called you out of Egypt and have brought you into a land which I swore unto your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you, but he shall make no league with the inhabitants of this land. Listen to it. God's, God hasn't changed his mind. Hallelujah. About friendship with the world, about companionship with the world, about giving ourselves. In fact, John said, Love not the world, neither the things of the world. The love of God, the love of church, the love to be in church, the love to pray, the love the things that's associated with Him. Hallelujah. That's what's got to dominate us. That's what's got to rule in us. And when we make up in our minds, hallelujah, maybe, maybe, possibly tonight, hallelujah. And I know I can examine myself. There's some errors in 21. I didn't stand as well as I should have. But God, if you'll help me in 22, hallelujah, I'm going to make a stand. Hallelujah. I'm going to make a commitment. Hallelujah. I'm going to dedicate myself all over again in 22 hallelujah to pray like I've never prayed to worship like I've never worshipped it doesn't matter who comes or who doesn't show up it doesn't matter amen who the praise team shows up and sings or don't show up and sing and I'm going to praise him I'm going to worship him anyway it doesn't matter me what song they sing new or old I'm going to love him I'm going to worship him I come to the house with that purpose in my heart with that purpose in my spirit and I'm not going to let anything rob me of it Gotta go a step further than that. I'm not gonna let nothing rob God of it. He's the one that deserves it. He's the one I'm worshiping. He's the one I'm exalting. He's the one you've come to worship. He's the one you come. It's his presence, it's his glory, it's his power. 
Amen. As it moves upon our lives and our hearts here tonight. Listen to what he taught them in Judges. You shall make no league with the inhabitants of this land. You shall throw down their altars. <laughs> the altars they built to their gods when you come. Don't be impressed by them. I'm not going to let the world through YouTube or any other tech, uh, uh, method that they might want to use. Hey, I want to have church the way God wants us to have it. But you can't have church like everybody else is having church. Well, but I want to know how God wants us to have it. And that's the way we want to have it. And we want to stand in that because you know what? If we'll stand faithful to that, guess what? Guess who's going to show up? Guess who's going to walk up and down these aisles? And it could be your little darling that winds up intensive care. All of a sudden, and you get the phone call. All of a sudden, amen, when, whenever somebody lets you know, amen, so-and-so has just had a wreck, or so-and-so just had an accident, or so-and-so's this, and you're going to need a church, and you're going to need a church that knows God, and you're going to need a church that knows how to pray, and you're going to need a church that knows how to stand for God, because as long as they're standing for God, guess what? God's going to come stand for them, and you may have you shout and get hold of a loved one. I'm preaching to us tonight. I'm telling you, there's some benefits in standing for God. There's some benefits that's laying on the tables in this church tonight. There's some miracles for 22, but God's looking for somebody who's going to make the stand regardless we up or down. So he taught them. He said, But he hath not obeyed my voice. Why have he done this? Can I ask us something tonight? Since you received the Holy Ghost, have you ever felt any greater liberty? Since you got the Holy Ghost and lived for God, have you been, have you been set burden free? Oh, y'all looking at me like... <laughs> Well, this is what Jesus said. He said, my burdens are light. And my yoke is easy. If I'm so burdened down living for God, it's not from Him. I'll tell you what's the difference. In America, we've been protected of lives so long. We're so used to being, as we put it, civilized. <laughs> you know what I'm seeing? I believe we've, we've sowed some seeds as a nation. We've opened up the doors and we had made a stand in some areas that we should have. And now all of a sudden, even God's having to back off. And in that backing off, guess who's moving in? Guess what the powers of evilness and wickedness. That now, we even we don't feel so civilized anymore. Now we don't feel as safe as we once did. But at the same time, I believe, as these things unfold and come our way, I believe at the same time as the church of the living God, 
as individuals make up minds and hearts and spirits. I'm going to stand for you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Please don't be offensive to what I'm fixing to say. I'm not trying to pick this out and trying to be ugly. I just felt it in prayer today. Hallelujah. Because this is one of the issues of our time. Hallelujah. It's toting guns and things of that nature. But I'm here to tell you, hallelujah, we better put our confidence in Jesus and not just in a six gun. We better put our confidence, amen. You know what? I believe that God can protect us. Hallelujah. Instead of having four and five and six and seven guys in here loaded up and ready for bear, why don't we have the power and the love of God, the power of God that can send an angel right out there. And before the devil ever gets it together, before the devil ever can move upon one of those, those simple-minded, evil-minded, wicked people, hallelujah, amen, I stacked it from fight our battles I believe there's some battles gotta fight that you and I don't have to fight but you and I gotta make a stand for him in our spirit we gotta make a stand for him in our hearts we gotta make a stand for him in our minds we gotta be already sold out at whatever cost God we're willing to pay the price because when we reach that place when we reach that point, God becomes so obligated to us and we become obligated to Him. <laughs> so let me ask you something tonight. Who won the battle? Stephen? The ones that stoned him. Who won that battle? We know who won the battle. <laughs> I'm not trying to just pick things out. I'm just telling you in the world that we're living in, the times that we're living in. Hallelujah. God can keep us and God can protect us. I ain't talking about us being crazy and things of that nature. But I believe somewhere in this balance. I'm, I'm, I'm working on some of this. I mentioned to it. I mentioned somebody today about told the disciples. In one place he sent them out. He didn't let them take purse. He didn't let them take scribe. He didn't script. He didn't take a sword. He didn't take no shoe, extra shoes. Nothing. And he asked him a question. He said, you lack anything? Not a thing. But then he turns around and tells him, now the kingdom, he's about to die. He says, go get your next purse, next pair of shoes. And they went and bought two swords. He said, that's enough. So, but somewhere along this, I can tell you one thing. We can't do it the way carnality wants to do it. I can tell you that. And we can't depend on the government and the world. But I tell you one we can depend on. And that's Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He'll stand with us. They didn't have a clue what I was going to preach tonight when they sung that last song. Hallelujah. But this Jesus will stand with us when the rest of the world is sinking out from under you. When everybody else says, I'm sorry, we can't help you. Hallelujah. When everybody else says, hey, we've done all we can do. Hallelujah. When everybody else says, hey, I've done all I can do for that kid. I've done all I can do for that girl. I've done all I can do for this one. Amen. I'm telling you, there's one that can still stand beside us. There's one that we can still call on his mercy and grace and compassion. Hallelujah. When the medicines won't work. Hallelujah. When the shrink heads won't work. Hallelujah. When all of those, I'm going to tell you something. Even when the demonic forces and the powers of evil may rise up against us and come against us. Hallelujah. He'll stand right with us. And I'm going to tell you something. They recognized Jesus when everybody else didn't recognize him. And they already made confession and prophesied. You come to torment us before our time. I'm telling you, this same Jesus has the power to cast out devils. I couldn't help but ponder today. God, why don't we see the miracles? Why don't we see the wonders that we read about and talk about? Oh God, 
forgive us. Hallelujah. If we're not standing where you want us to stand, we make up in our minds and hearts and attitudes and spirit. And those last two are just as important, if no more important, than your physical being. Satan, none of us intimidate Satan. I promise you. I can show you a place in the Bible in First Chronicles 21 and 1. Satan stood up against Israel. You know how he done that? He provoked David to number the Israelites. Even after his own general come to him, Joab, and tried to get David to understand and realize David, this is, this is not a good thing. This is, you don't want to do that. I said, God, man, God, God will make them a hundredfold more than what they are. But if you start a censure and you start counting them and you start. <laughs> when you go to Romans, and I know the time won't allow me here tonight. I've done mention a portion of this. But Paul talks about it if you go back and read the sixth chapter. And then actually, Paul is writing here and he talks about the law and he talks about the battle. Understand something. Paul and the apostles' battle was as much against the doctrines of the Judaizers. If you go to the first conference meeting that took place in Acts the 15th chapter, it was because some had came down from Judea. And he come and told those new disciples, those new Holy Ghost filled uh, brothers and sisters, except you circumcise as Moses said, you can't be saved. And buddy, it caused a turmoil. And a, and a conference meeting was called in Jerusalem. Go back and read it. And so their battle and struggle was as much against them as just right out sin. What can I say tonight? I believe our biggest struggle in America is going to be the lust of the flesh. It's the material things of life. It's what's, what's, what's pulling at us and drawing at us. It's, it's what's eating up our lunch. It's what's eating up our energy and our time and our minds and our thoughts. Amen. Where we at and where we spend time and where we find pleasure and enjoyment. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking, man. I'm expecting such a move of God in this church and this building. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And such a joy that will saturate this place. <laughs> that even our little darlings, hallelujah, I'll be just amazed and, and, and walled at it. Amen. Of the hand and the presence of God. But it's up to you and I when we make up in our minds where we're going to make a stand. And so when I take you back to the key verse in Galatians 5 and 1. Time will allow me to cover some of this others. I'd like to. I'd love to go on and talk about where Peter talks about. Because it goes only from that stand. But he calls on us to watch. 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 Why is it so important? Not only to stand. But to watch. To be sober. To be vigilant. Why? Because you've got an adversary. And that's not the only reason. Also if you read any scripture. And read any kindness. When he says. When he talks about a man. To stand fast. Hallelujah. That's 
That's what he's talking about. Staying fast, secured and anchored down, but watching, observing what's going on around you, especially in the spiritual realm, because the devil is pronged and subject. The enemy, whenever the, the general, the captain, a man that was over a camp, whenever he called upon a night watchman, he wanted to make sure that he stands and he's got his eyes open and his ears open. He's alert. Why? Because the adversary is going to, is more prone to come in at night. If you read the scriptures, you're going to see what he talks about. We're not asleep like those, amen. Amen. That's in the night. Those that's in the dark. We're not, we're not, we're not walking around drunken as those that's in the night, in the dark. No, we're the people of the light. Hallelujah. We come running to the light. We're those, amen, that John 3 and 18 talks about. We didn't shine from the light. No, we come running and we're still running to the light. Hallelujah. But in the light, things are revealed. And sometimes when those things are revealed, we got to repent and we got to make adjustments. But oh God, I thank God for the light. Hallelujah. That can shine down and illuminate upon us inside of our hearts, inside our inward parts. I want God, amen, to take that church in every chamber of my heart and every chamber of my inward most being. Hallelujah. I want to be right. Scriptures made it plain to us that he heard the conversations of the Israelites in the tent, the mumbling. I'd be careful what I said in my tent. I'd be careful. God hears. I want to cover just a couple of more of these, and I know my time's running, but I want to cover just a couple of more here tonight. Actually, two places in Philippians. You can go to Philippians 1 27 through 30, finishes this particular chapter here. He says, Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. Conversation also means conduct, actions, deeds. He's calling upon the Philippian believers to let them be as the gospel of Christ. That whether I come and see you or else be absent. That matter, Paul was telling him if I come or not. He says, I want to hear of your affairs. That he stand fast in one in unity. This is another place we read the terms stand fast in unity. We've been talking about and preaching about unity for quite a while now. But I'm telling you, we need unity like never before. We got to come to that place, amen, that we come to please the head. It doesn't matter, Brother Ford mentioned about the body. Finding our place in that body. Our place in the kingdom. Our place in the servanthood, amen, and the, and the membership. And thank God everybody's not an eye. And thank God everybody's not an ear. And thank God everybody's not, the, you know, everybody's not. No, we all of us working together and bonding together and binding together. Working for the same God. Working for the same purpose. Working for the same revival. Working for the same outcome. Working for the same results. Hallelujah. That all may be a part of it. That all may receive the glory. There's no ism and schisms in the body. No, we're all working together. We're unifying together. Stand fast in unity. Hallelujah. Because this is how you're going to overcome. This is how you're going to overcome the afflictions. This is how you're going to overcome the devil. This is how you're going to overcome, amen, the, the fiery darts of the enemy, the powers thereof. Listen to what Paul tells them here. 
With one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. And in nothing terrified by your adversaries. And nothing terrified by your adversaries. Which is to, to them an evident or a token or a sign of perdition or means destruction. Hallelujah. They felt like they was destroying you. They felt like because they throwed you in dungeons. They felt like because they bind you up. They felt like because they done these things. It was going to stop you. It was going to hinder you. But you know what? You had your mind made up. You were steadfast to stay in unity. You were steadfast fast to keep praying for one another and because the prayers of the church hallelujah God sends an angel and gets the apostle Peter out amen and that's that, that that principle hallelujah has not changed even for a local assembly like us I think prison is different than the United States I believe the devil uses a different tactic sometimes we don't physically put in prison anybody ever felt like you've been put in a prison Ever felt like you've been locked up? Ever felt like your prayers didn't go any higher than the ceiling? Ever felt like, man, you didn't matter which way you turned, you couldn't feel God? Sometimes you just had to do what Paul said. When you've done all you can do, you just stand. What do you stand on? The promises of God. There is a spirit. There is a prison. Attack of the enemy. Attack of evil. <laughs> Finishes up, he says, For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ that not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. It was a part of a package deal. We haven't been taught that in America. In fact, if you listen to most of the religions, Man, when you become a Christian, man, things are going to happen, and this is going to happen, and money's going to, you're going to, God's going to put you a money tree in your backyard. You send me $10, and God's going to send you hundreds from all over different. That's the truth. That's what they've taught. That's what's been ingrained. That's where we're at. That's not all. Our nations has been geared. Amen. If you don't get it in a proper time, like in three seconds when you ask for it, back up and go somewhere else. You don't get what you want from this company, just move right over here. You don't like this family, just divorce them and move away from them. And... Oh, I should have said that, huh? Because we've been geared with computers, fast food, and a, and, a, and a fast pace of life. I've watched people walk in that hardware store. You'd be on the phone and have a customer in front of you. And they can't wait 30 seconds. And show respect for 30 seconds. Or even for a minute. And if we're not careful, that same spirit will get a hold of us with God. I 
another place that he talks about. Philippians 4 and 1. He taught us, he said, stand fast in the Lord. I'm about through. We can stand. I got one more place. I want to bring it to your attention here tonight. Second Thessalonians 2 and 15. Maybe I need to get to Second Thessalonians. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold through traditions which ye have been taught. Listen to the rest of this. Whether by word or our epistle, this is what I felt quickened by the Holy Ghost. Notice how Paul put it. Some traditions were just handed down by word. It wasn't written down. I wonder just how many of them we've lost from one generation to the next now. That we don't even have a clue how many traditions were handed down by just the word. Because I'm watching... I'm watching a generation that even traditions that have been written down in the epistles, we don't even stand fast for. And I'm talking in general here. I'm not talking about you personally or this church personally. I'm talking about in general, in Pentecost, in religion. Because if we'd held on to those traditions and to the doctrines of Jesus Christ, the doctrine of one God would have never got away from us. The doctrine of Jesus' name, baptism, would have never got away from us. The doctrine of baptism of the Holy Ghost would have never got away from us. <laughs> the hope that the devil's God upon our nation would have never happened if we'd have held on to them and made sure that's what filled up that White House. Hallelujah. No, I'm just going to be honest with us. Hallelujah. And I don't listen to speeches and only, but I can promise you one thing from, from congressmen, from senators, from the president, from governors, from lieutenant governors. I guarantee you we can gather up all the speeches of the last few campaigns and tell me how often they mention the word of God and how often they quoted the word of God and got it right and they didn't take it out of context if they ever used it or how often they ever won't even mention Jesus. Only thing they want to say at the end God bless America and they make that broad amen so they can accept all amen all the all the gods from all the other nations now you watch this let me go right back to the heart of what I was talking about I don't have a problem with a family wants to come but I think when they see that statue of liberty they need to understand what bought that liberty they 
need to understand what government brought it around. They need to understand, amen, not to bring their government, not to bring their gods, not to bring their way of living, not the way the way they think. Oh, God, to pollute us and ruin us. Oh, God, I'm telling you, the world's doing everything it can to pollute and rob the church. But, oh, God, help us to stand fast for the traditions. Help us stand fast in the faith. Help us stand fast, amen, in Jesus Christ. The only hope of the church, we got to stand for it. I know you've heard me say this before and others. Miss Ford used to tell us, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. I want to stand. I want to stand for this one God. I want to stand for the Word of God. I don't want to change not one word. I don't want to try to, 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 to make it sound or say something it hadn't said. I don't want to be like the Pharisees to put more on people than what they can bear. But neither, neither. And I didn't go that far. But if you go back and read Romans 6, 7, and 8, you'll see there. Amen. The war, the battle of Paul talks about. The struggle. And who he's going to serve with his mind. And what government and what law he's going to yield himself and give himself to. And I'm going to tell you something. Even with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that struggle goes on. That battle goes on inside these old earthen vessels. Because the will of this old kind of man wants to dominate and wants to rule and govern. Why do you think they're looking for loopholes to get by? Hey man, you don't worry about it. Oh, come on, lady. It's not a big deal that you, that you don't cut your hair. Oh, come on, lady. It's not a big deal that you keep that makeup off. Come on, man. Hallelujah. Why don't you just keep that face off you? That hair off your face. Hallelujah. It's not a big deal. And they just about big deal God out. I want to stand. They come to get a song. I want to, church, if you would, let's take a moment. I know it's Wednesday night. But I want us to come and gather around. And I want us to come and make a commitment to commit ourselves and dedicate ourselves to God in 22 and maybe maybe there's something some particular area in your life and your heart and your spirit tonight that you didn't do so well in 21 but you've already you've already made up in your mind and you've already made up in your spirit that you're going to do different in 22 Amen. That you, you're going to win. You're going to be victorious. And, amen. You're going to let this searchlight. You're going to let the hand of God and the touch of God and the love of the Master. So you're going to already purpose in your spirit and in your body. Your body belongs to God. Your body is just as important as your soul and spirit. One can't be saved without the other. They all work hand in hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's important. Amen. How we conduct ourselves. How we handle ourselves. How we respond to the world around us. Even persecution and trials. Hallelujah. It's important how we respond to it. You know what? But I want us to come tonight with made up minds and a made up heart and spirit. Amen. How I treat my brother and how I treat my sister. 
Amen. I lift them up in prayer and believing. Believing God. Believing. Believing God's going to help us. God's going to do something awesome. Amen. Amen. For us along this journey. Hallelujah. We got to believe it. Somebody's got to be, you know what? Amen. Revival. You know what? I've made my mind up and you come back to me this week. I'm praying every day, son, throughout the day. I don't know how many times throughout the day. God, I'm believing you for revival. I'm believing you revival. You know why? Because I know it's God's will to give it to us. I'm going to be like that little widow woman. Hallelujah. And you're going to see deliverance of the adversary and the thief and the robber and the hinder. Amen. Of the revival. Hallelujah. We're going to overcome them. We're going to win them. And God's going to drive them out. That's God's business. Hallelujah. But you know what? He's got to have somebody to make a stand. He's got to have somebody, you know, to stand for him on the earth. God can't do it. I tell you, God can't do it. God's not going to send the angels. He's got a church. He's got a fivefold ministry. And the church and the fivefold ministry, the bride of Christ, has got to make the stand. Never forget. I've told you this one time before. But I remember being in one of those books, Special Forces. I forgot exactly where it's at. It was in one of these foreign countries. It was during time one of the last pre- previous wars we had, and France was with us. And we had a guy from France and one of our own special guys. They were standing post over a particular city, a particular area of the embassy of, of our men. And so this, the enemy persuaded a man to get in a big truck, load it down with bombs, and come in that big truck and ram the guardhouse and the, the, the rail and the coming in. And said those two men, now these two men standing with just machine guns, taking on this, this, I don't know how many tons, of big old truck coming on them. They never moved. They never flinched, standing shoulder to shoulder. Loaded into that man, that cab, that truck. It cost them their lives, but they saved the embassy. They saved all the lives inside of that place. Spiritually speaking, tonight, it's not an easy task. It's not an easy thing to bear. But in the spiritual speaking, somebody's got to stand in the gap. Somebody's got to make up the hedge. Somebody's got to make up in their mind, hallelujah. Devil, we're not going to let you have it. Hallelujah, we're going to stand for Jesus. We're going to stand for the gospel. We're going to stand, amen, for the liberty, hallelujah, that he's given us. I said, we're going to stand for the liberty. We're not in bondage. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not coming to the house of God with a countenance on my face like I'm in some kind of bondage. Like I'm in this house, you know, I'm down in the dumps and I'm this and I'm not. No. Man, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened in my life. Hallelujah. This is the greatest thing that's ever going for me. You couldn't give me enough money, amen, to take the place of that. Money couldn't buy the peace and the joy and the contentment. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, you can't buy the burden that's lifted and the joy that's put in. You can reach out and get all of that you want to get. But you still are going to be void and empty. This is the only thing that can fill you up. And if these babies are ever going to have a chance, you and I have got to make a stand. Or they won't ever even have a chance in the world we're living in. Coming so distorted and twisted and believing. Churches that got together tonight that homosexuals is their spiritual leaders and they know it and follow them. Adulterers has got four or five women in the congregation and they know it and they follow them. 
know why? Somebody wouldn't make a stand. Just bowed and yield to it. And that's the reason we don't have the liberty that used to flow in this country from the heavens. Because at one time in this country, from the White House down, when you got a general that's going out in the battle and you read about him on his knees in the middle of that snow, and when the captain walks up and all they know is he's doing some kind of gibbering and she's doing. George Washington. That's how we won the battles. We had better guns or better nothing. We had a God. We had a God. We had a God that we was making a stand for. (laughs) Because America made a stand to become a Christian nation. Thank God we're not ashamed to be called a Christian nation. And shame on anybody in the White House that wants to think different. Fold them out. God help us. God help us. God help us to make the stand that's pleasing in His sight and that glorifies His name. How about it tonight, church? Let's make that commitment tonight. Let's give ourselves. What else can, what else can, what's, what's more important that you could give yourself to? What has greater benefits and outcomes and results than the kingdom of God? Strong church is more important. Business men, please don't get me, take me wrong. But a strong church is more important than great businesses in your community. Strong church is more important than hospitals. A strong church is more important, amen, than any other thing. If you've got a strong church, your, your community can survive. Hallelujah. Against the devil. And hey man, he can supply our ever need. Hey, let's just go back to what the book says. Hallelujah. Just because you ain't seen it, I ain't seen it. Could it be because we didn't make some stands and we just weren't consistent enough about it and determined enough about it? I'm going to keep asking him until he's, he brings it. Hallelujah. Until he blesses me with it. Hallelujah. God, you didn't give me them children, amen, to wind up in hell. You gave me them children, amen, to raise up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord that their souls might be saved. And I'm going to bombard heaven. I'm going to cry out morning and night and day. Hallelujah for the coming of the Lord, the moving of the power of God. That, that, that crying day and night's in your Bible. It's in there. God bless you tonight. God bless them. They're going to see.
There's nothing more precious that you can give to Him outside of yourself. I give myself to you so you can use me. You don't have to come and take it. God, you don't have to beat the daylights out of me to get me to do it. I want to hear your voice. I want to have a heart, have an ear, and respond as you'd have me to. Because I want to give myself to you. Paul's writings in Romans said it's what we yield ourselves to. God, I ask you to help this church. You help all of us. You help us in the world, the time, and the generation that we're living in tonight. You help us stand the pressure. We pray for the wisdom. Help us be wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. You help us walk in the power of the Spirit and not in the power of the flesh. You help us, God, day in and day out. Be committed to one another. Serve one another. Love and respect one another. You help us, God. You help us to be the church that you desired to be. All the glory and praise and honor is going to be lifted to you. As our Lord, as our Savior, as the bishop of our soul. In Jesus' name I pray. Love you tonight, church. Appreciate you on this Wednesday night. Thank you for your response and faithfulness. I know it's tough. I know it's tough on Wednesday nights. Appreciate you, though. Don't forget, Brother Tyler Strain will be with us Sunday morning, Sunday night. Looking forward to that. Been praying God to give him some messages. Amen for what we need to hear. Amen what we need to hear. I want to hear it. Amen. I want to obey it. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.